Hello, good evening. Thank you for joining us today. You have joined a very, very special class today. This is Dr. Heinz Kitz Velvets. And today we are talking to a very special patient of mine who has been struggling with, with an addiction. Uh, would you mind telling us briefly about your addiction? What is going on in your head? Uh, well, doctor, uh, it all happened uh, one day when I was uh, doing a movie in Hollywood. It was a western. Uh, and uh, I fell off my horsey and uh, uh, my wife rushed to my side. Uh, at the time, uh, it was my first wife. <laughs> and uh, 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 she took me to uh, Woolworth. Uh, I don't know if you have a Woolworth in Germany, but uh, here in the States. Tell me about this Woolworth. Was it uh, was it really worth the the wool? Well, uh, Doctor, uh, uh, yes. Uh, as a matter of fact, uh, Woolworth. Uh, I was able to buy fishies for my uh, my uh, fishbowl, and uh, I was able to uh, uh, buy uh, slacks. Uh, and uh, oh, oh, I could even buy my my monkey. I uh, I had a monkey for so many years, and. My monkey's name was Bonzo. Tell me about this monkey of yours. Was he hairy? Well, I used to have Bonzo shaved in the uh, in the uh, private re- <laughs> private region, only because he would get shaved because I had to allow him to wear a diaper. And uh, uh, as time went, uh, me and Bonzo would uh, go to Walmart. And- I mean, Woolworth. I forgot. Walmart was another corporation. I uh, I embarked on uh, America to downplay the mom and pop and not have to pay into Social Security so I can later rip them off with my good friend, George Bush Sr. But that's... <laughs> Hold on. I'm coming, mommy. I'll be there in a minute, Nancy. I'm busy. So it seems you are struggling with some sort of delusion of being young again. Well, I just went out to Walmart and I bought another box of of hair dye. And it's Walmart. You said Walmart again. Yes. You said Walmart again. Well, because again. I had to go to Walmart because Woolworth is no longer a business. I have to buy my hair dye because I have to look like I'm... 24 when I'm only 164. Remember, I was one of the great presidents to defile and devour America. Anyway, Nancy, as I was saying, Bonzo passed away and he was awfully chafed. Now, me and Bonzo would enjoy going to Bob's Big Boy and eating hamburgers with their signature dressing. Ah, yes, Bob's Big Boy has a wonderful hamburgers. They also had women that looked like my Auntie Ray because everyone wore a bun, which made me incredibly hungry for Cinnabons. And now I am thinking of Bob's Big Boy hamburgers, cinnamon buns, going to Johnny's Broiler in Downey with my good friend Steve McQueen, who also passed... All my friends are passing and all my restaurants are going away. I I can't even find my way to Tommy's in Los Angeles anymore. Doctor, I need help. I cannot stop thinking about great food establishments in the 80s. I need to get to Bob's Big Boy and back to the 80s 
where I was president of these finer United States. And if so, could somebody please buy me another bonzo? Well, it seems that the first thing you must do is get in the car, turn the switch to the left, and take off back to the 80s. Welcome, everybody. This is the one and only Back to the 80s radio show. Toscano and Chang here with you, reminding you to catch us every single Friday here on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and everywhere else. Chang, great to have you, buddy, here one more day with me. My brother Toscano of Another Mother, it is great to be had, and it is great to be here on another fabulous Friday. This Friday is going to be a very special show because I had to go out and pre-eat a meal today because these topics are going to get both you, I, and our extraordinary listener very hungry. As a matter of fact, when you hear the bell, number 41, pick up, number 41, (laughs) sauce on the side, that's all I'll say to get us kicked into the program. How are you and the Toscano family hanging out and doing with our virus crisis. You like the way that kind of we're doing gel that in there. Yeah, I, I like that. No, we're doing great, man. We're doing great. Uh, we're back, you know, indoors. We just found out, I guess, that uh, schools most likely will not open. Yes. Uh, some of them, I guess, want to. And, you know, there's a fight going back and forth. But you know, regardless, whatever happens, happens. My kids are going to be homeschooled from now on uh, for a long time yes. anyway. But I do want to thank everybody for joining us today. We have a great, great show. So don't forget to tell everybody to tune in. Head on over to our Facebook page. Let us know about your favorite 80s memory, your favorite 80s restaurant Ooh. memory. Okay. So, and if you want your memory to be heard on the show, you got to leave us right. a message at 949 386 9797. That number again is 949 386 9797. Please keep it under a That's minute. Right. Today, Toscano and Chang are going to be talking about the different places that we love to hang out and eat back in the mm-hmm. 80s. And I'm sure you guys remember all those places that we used to go to as kids and young mm-hmm. adults. Uh, Chang, uh, what is uh, one of the most Iconic places that you used to visit in the 80s. Oh, my friend, that has got to be, got to be Johnny's Broiler. I love Johnny's Broilers. In Downey. Because, now, the, you know, there's a lot of people that are listening to us from other places throughout around the world that have no idea. So go ahead and describe Johnny's Broiler. Now, Johnny's Broiler was located in Downey, California. That's right. I resided there. You were close to Downey, California growing up. Johnny's Broiler was uh, the exact diner uh, made in the 50s to where you had the uh, parking stalls outside. There was a gorgeous little chickadee doo little in a little skirt that would take you your order on a tray in your car. You could sit inside with that classic kind of diner-type counter, wide U-shape type uh, th- uh, thing, uh, 
Then you had your booths with the big windows where you could look outside, get a great view of Firestone, get a great view of the cars that are outside getting served, always great music. So the theme of it was uh, pretty much, I'd say, late 40s, early 50s. It had that kind of vibe, had that kind of architecture, that kind of feel. That's the way they conducted their business. So to me in the 80s, it was great to go hang out there because in my youth at that time, I could actually take a step back into my parents' youth and taste something that they tasted that was so dear and regular and ordinary to them. But in the 80s, I mean, it, it was it was just killer cool to go out there and get that vibe. You know what I mean? Different cars, different people, different music getting played in there, but yet the same ambiance of something in the 50s. I particularly loved it uh, growing up in Southern California because of all that. Uh, I used to like to go out there and sit in a car and eat or walk around out there and go talk to people at cars or gather around a car on the outside table in a group of people in the cars, you know what I mean? Watching the cruise, the, you're watching the cruising yeah. going on, you're making friends, you're, you're scoping out chicks, chicks are scoping out dudes. You know, you, you you take your occasional trip to the back of the place, take care of your head, come back and order more fries. I don't know, whatever you're going to do back there to, to get your hungry. <laughs> you know, but, it was such, it was such yeah. a different feel back then. There was actually a place nearby that's called... Uh, Sonic Burger. Do you remember that? Sonic uh, was in Downey as well. Sonic was a place, uh, another diner, 50s style. They have uh, car shows. I'm not sure if it's there anymore. But one of the distinct things that dragged my friend and myself to those places like Sonic, and in particular, there was this one place in in Santa Fe Springs mm -hmm. where we grew up in that was called Efi Burgers. I oh, remember yeah. this Asian this Asian couple owned it, and we would ride our bikes down there. And you can smell the charbroiled burgers oh, yeah, 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 yeah. from a distance. I mean, you weren't, you didn't see the restaurant yet, and you can smell the quality of the burger. Yeah. Now I know our taste buds change throughout time, but some places remain the same, right? Right. But doesn't it seem like the taste of, let's take burgers for example, doesn't it seem like the quality was much better back then when we didn't put so many chemicals in the meat? Yes, I agree. Uh, it, it kind of had a – the juices when you would bite into a burger were more naturally oh, yeah. tantalizing than what we taste now. It would uh, The juices would run down your hand, you know? Yes, yes. And, you know, the other thing that I noticed is the burgers were a lot thicker, it seemed, back then to comparison yeah. to when you get a burger now. I uh, noticed I, that. I'll go out on a limb. Sometimes you'll go get a burger and you get that soy product taste. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, yeah. And uh, it just like, it, it'll just throw it off. The thin patty. Uh, I mean, even if you uh, dissect a burger and you would go into the vegetables that go in the growth, the lettuce was a lot better then. The lettuce is different now. The tomatoes seem to have a more mm, juicier kind of uh, fruitier taste than what we have now. I think every aspect of a burger has changed. The cheese. Cheese has gotten cheap. Oh, the cheese, it tastes like plastic today. Yes. Which is amazing. Um, there was a place in, you know, I used to hang around Santa Fe Springs, obviously, because I, I grew up part there and part in Downey. And there was a place in Downey called Alpha Omega Burger. Oh, yeah. Or it was, sorry, it was called Omega, Omega Burger. Burger. Something right, like that. right, right, right. Omega Burger. I remember that place. And, uh, you know, these places, they use nothing but 
the grill with with um, you, you could smell the meat, the charbroiled meat, and it was just so juicy, so tasty. But I've noticed that places, for example, if we go to these big chain places like Wendy's back mm-hmm. then, Wendy's back then was big, thick pieces of meat, yes. square meat. Yes. And today, the the meat is unflavored. It's thin like a McDonald's little baby cheeseburger. Yeah. No taste whatsoever. No. So I'm going, what the heck has happened to our food places? You know, we, we just don't have the same. No. And And talking about that, how about places like Pizza Hut? Mm. Remember how Pizza Hut, you used to go in and the pizza actually used to taste like real pizza? Yes. It's all processed now. Kind of tastes, uh, everything kind of to me has a taste of like it just came out of a package, which is uh, uh, the same I say for like McDonald's, uh, Burger King. Uh, I, I think really Jack in the Box is Jack in the Box borderlines that to me. They make fresh burgers. It has a certain taste, but yet I still see a lot of that process and that package in it. Carlos yeah. Jr., same thing. Uh, you know, the pizzas are exactly the same thing. I think since uh, entities like Domino's uh, and, and establishments like that started popping up, pizza really went plasticky to me then. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm yeah. not a fan. I'll go where I'm on the radio with you. I'm going to tell you, I'm not a big fan of Domino's. If I want to eat Domino's, I might as well just go to the store and uh, throw some dough in the oven and open a can of tomato sauce and pour it on it and eat it. I'm not going to taste any type of zest, just bread. That's what I think of Domino's. Yeah, everything has changed now to the point where it just tastes like fake food. Speaking right. about things that are fake, fake food right. is definitely a biggie. But back then in the 80s, we did get to enjoy a lot of the restaurants. And it wasn't just because of the food. Maybe some places weren't as good, especially if you went to, like, to an arcade or a skating rink. Remember skating right. rinks used to have hot dogs, nachos, popcorn? Yeah. And the food wasn't all that great. But it was the atmosphere. It was what you got to do yeah. over there. Um, it was all about the music. It was all about just the yeah. the, the hanging out aspect oh, of it. I remember arcades were like that now. Like when we talked about our video game uh, show, I brought up a place called uh, the Electric Planet right there in Montevideo, Montebello, California, where I yes. grew up. Where we can go in there and get a burger, you get some, you know, at the time you get nachos. They weren't real nachos, just cheese and tortilla chips. Whoop, they do. But you get a hot dog and then you can go <laughs> mess around and play some games. Now, one of the established, two of the establishments I grew up going to were your authentic original hamburger stands, just like you mentioned Omega Burger. I grew up going yes. to Ari's, and anybody that's listening to us that grew up, uh, oh, uh, in, I went to Ari's. That grew up in the area from uh, East Los all the way to Pico Rivera, you know, including Montevideo, where it was at, where my my hometown, my homies, we would go there and. It was between the Golden Ox and Ari's. That was a competition in the, in Montebello in the 70s and the 80s on who had the best pretty much homemade fast food type of, of uh, burgers. I mean, and they made yeah. everything from pastrami's to burgers to gyros to uh, hot dogs, four-fingered dogs, which a four-fingered dog is a hot dog technically, but it's in a hamburger bun, and it's kind of made up like a, a hamburger. So you get the dressing. You get the lettuce, the tomatoes, the onions, the pickles, but it's it was hot dogs. And I was going to point this out when we when you brought up Omega. Things have changed in the industry of burger joints like that, and I think it's because of one reason. 
and this may sound a little racial to anybody, but you of all people know I'm not prejudiced at all. I, do, I don't see color. But I recall the Greeks owned and cooked in a lot of these places, and it was all fabulous. Yeah, even the cups. The yeah. cups were, were like Athens, Greece. They yes, had the Greek designs exactly. and everything. Remember that? And I think once that changed, we definitely got a change. We lost the flavors. On the flavor, yep. bro. That's that's me, and I, and I, you can agree. That's you know, very you, interesting. I agree, yeah. You know, uh, any of our listeners out there, if you want to go ahead and chime in what me and Toscano are talking about and – and you can identify with a point that we just made, hit us on our Facebook or hit us here on, on, on one of our links on our show pages and uh, tell us one of your best places that is in comparison to what we're discussing right now. And, man, we would just love to tear it apart, you know, on the next show when we talk about it, about some of your responses. And I think, my brother, me and you identifying and agreeing on that, there's got to be – there's got to be thousands more, bro, like uh, thousands of people that feel yeah. the same way, yeah. bro. Yeah. One of the other restaurants. Now, let's go to fast food chain restaurants. And one of the other fast food chain restaurants that was was really, really good in the 80s uh, was Burger King. Oh, yeah. Um, and one of the biggest things that they did different was that they added uh, they were really, really big in the 80s, Have it your especially way. because they were the yeah, they were the first ones to bring up that. Um, the to go what are they the, the French toast in a in a little bag oh, and stuff yeah, like yeah, that yeah 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 so so I believe it was like 1984 they hit it really really big with this and uh, but but like I said after that something happened the taste of everything went went uh, haywire now that brings me to the following place Mexican restaurants mm. Mexican restaurants. Do you feel that there was a big difference in change back then to today? Or do you think, oh, it's pretty much the same taste all, all across the board? Mexican restaurants, I will go – this is this is what I think. I've been to dozens of them, hundreds, millions, thousands, thousands, billions, billions of Mexican restaurants. And I do notice the difference between tastes, authenticity, uh, texture – styles of the way they prepare a certain plate but i will say this if it is a bona fide mexicano family of old school and they're keeping those cryptic recipes that all rasa families hold when it comes to down home cooking and you get an establishment that utilizes that the taste is perfection it has not changed but if you break it down to the Mexican restaurant atmosphere business, okay, we'll go on. Uh, the menu varies. Like I said, if it's an old school family running it, it's going to be cherry. It's going to be tits. It's going to be legit. So, so you mean like an Americanized restaurant would change, like something oh, like El Torito? Yes, definitely. Most definitely, yes. In California, we have El Torito's, which is a, a somewhat of a, you know, Twenty dollar a plate yeah, meal stuff yeah. like that, and then you have a ch chipotle, chipotle, which is the you know everyday fast food type. Um, El, El Torito is more like a sit down and eat. Sit place. down, right, 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 right. But yeah, if it's a if it's a traditional family, smaller like a mom and pop shop, I think the taste remains the same. Mm -hmm. Now I'm going to remind you, back in the '80s, there were a couple of places that when we used to stay out late on the weekends, we used to go right after 
we used to go and hang out at a couple of taco places mm-hmm. because we enjoyed them. And one of them was King Taco in East L.A. Oh, no, that, that, I remember when that was just a, a catering truck, bro. Yeah. And that was right by the 710 freeway. That's correct. I remember. Yeah, I have my aunt lived like literally a block away. Oh, your, so, your aunt did? Get this. My yeah. mother used to live right there where the 710 freeway was built. My grandparents uh, were given money to move so they could build that freeway. And wow. uh, King Taco, I believe, started there when the construction of all that started going underway. And they started opening up, you know, building the freeway, and they started restructuring the neighborhood. So I believe that was, that guy cashed in. You know, he would just drive over there and feed the workers. Oh, yeah. The there, yeah. And boom. Now, now it's a building. You know, yeah, and, now it's a building. My aunt used to live. So if you go under the, the freeway, mm-hmm. about a block past the freeway, she uh, she used to live there for years. And when we used to hang around that area or after a party or after cru- cruising on Sunday nights, uh, we used to go to King, King Taco. Taco. Yeah, dude. And I mean, just, it's a staple of East L.A. As a matter of fact, I'm going to tell all our listeners out there, whoever's from Southern California, or if you're just going to come visit South, Southern California, Tell them Chang sent you. Uh, I'm a homie. Don't be afraid when you go to East L.A. Just lock up all your things and be <laughs> kind and don't act stupid. Just, but yeah, uh, Don't leave your purse in the car, ladies. Right. Whatever you, wherever you eat in East L.A., you're going to get authentic food. Bar none. Really bro. good food. Yeah. Bar Really none. good food. And yes. that is the food that still resembles the same taste yes. as back in the 80s. So that part stays the same. Are you, now, are you a big taco fan or would you go for a burrito better? Uh, I go for the burritos, bro. I go for the plates. You know, if I want to, if you know, the way I, I sum up having a taco is like, I don't want to. Now, you got to be careful because you're Mexican-American. So, you know, here we go. I got to hear Chang's opinion on this. You're a, you're a burrito man. Okay. And then I'll now, tell you mine. Okay. But I do like my corn tortillas soft. I don't like them crispy. And here's right. why. I don't want to eat chips surrounding my carne and my vegetables and my rice and my beans. If I want chips, I'll ask for dip, homie. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> well, you so, know what? <laughs> Northern Mexicans, Northern Mexicans, they fry up their, their ta- a lot of them, they yes. fry up their tacos uh, and you get fried tacos. But normally tacos, we all know, they're usually soft corn tortillas. That's right, the way, so, yeah. Like, that's uh, the way at least I you like didn't them. bash them too hard. No. Now, I love to get them with just meat and onions, a little bit of cilantro. But I like a lot of spice on there, and I'm yeah. I, I I like cabeza. Uh, I like uh, which is by the way he he means head. A head 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 taco. Yeah, you know what else? And I it's like? not really the brain. It's not really the brain, no. is it? It's it's no. parts of the head with meat. It's parts of the head. It's like the muscle and the meat region yeah. around the the skull the, the skull of the animal. Yeah. Just like uh, you know, uh, I like a little bit of uh, lengua. You know, yeah. Well, tongue tacos are good. They're very soft. Exactly, bro. Exactly. But you have to make sure you have an old school cook to cook that. Yeah. And I believe you cannot get those at the chain taco restaurants. Like, for example, Mm -hmm. I don't I don't know if King Taco has any tongue tacos. I believe they should or they did. You got it, bro. I'm not sure. Uh, There's other taco places, for example, Taqueria Mexico. Uh, they also are, sorry, guys, Taqueria Mexico, okay? You want me to say it with the accent, I'll say it with the accent. Uh, at least I didn't say Taqueria Mexico. Well, know? I like the way you said Al Torito. 
Hey, oh, me, yeah. <laughs> hey, Scott, me and Janice and Carrie are going down to Alcerito and have some margaritas and maybe get a bean kid burrito. Shut up! <laughs> All right. Now, let me give you my opinion. Uh, well, you know what? Well, well, I'll make you wait. Let's take a quick break. <laughs> And then uh, we'll we'll continue with this madness. (laughs) You're listening to Back to the 80s. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. You're listening to Back to the 80s. Orderly homies, homegirls, what's up, eh? This is Pilo. This is straight out of the east side. I want to welcome you back to Toscano and Chang and back to the 80s, fool. And remember, homeboy, always make sure your ride looks reasonable. That's right. This is Back to the 80s, and Toscano and Chang are still with you. We were talking before the break about the different food that we used to eat in the 80s. And it led us up to eating Mexican. And uh, there's a reason for this madness. You'll know in just a little bit. But, uh, Cheng, you gave us your opinion on whether you were a taco man or whether you're a burrito man. Now it's my turn. So this was my normal meal when I went to any taco place back in the 80s after a party or just real late at night. It was a tradition. Now, here's this teenager. Spaghetti. No, not spaghetti. That's my other side of the family. We'll go, well, that's for another show, some other day. But, uh, yeah, we'll talk about chrome suits nice. and guns some other day. All right. So oh, we used to uh, – so we stopped by at either King Taco or one of those other uh, taco places, and I always used to get first – my order was a half-and-half half burrito. It was half carne asada. And half al pastor. Wow. And five tacos on the side. Always. So I'd get three carne asada tacos and two al pastor. All the time. That was what I ate. A burrito and five tacos. And an extra large coat. You could eat a whole goat by yourself when you were a kid. Well, Well, I used to. I used to be able to. Yeah, but you know, one of the biggest things is we used to ride our bikes everywhere. I was slim, fit. And ready to eat. Yeah. Oh, yeah, bro. I, I remember the day when all of us of this uh, era were in that uh, type of shape. Although Mrs. Chang gets a little upset with me. She's like, dude, you still look the same. I said, no, I don't really look the same. Uh, as a matter of fact, the Chang here has gained seven pounds, and it's killing me. because. Uh, yeah, but that's your hair, bro. Well, your hair got longer. Well, that and my ego has gotten bigger since we started doing the radio show again. <laughs> All of a sudden, well, there's your seven pounds. All of a sudden, I sign autographs, bro, and uh, I have no one to give them to. I just keep putting them in the top of my shirt. Your grandson, your grandson comes and asks for an autograph. My grandson, bringing him up, man. That little dude looks just like me. That little dude has got the Chang. And if something ever happens to me, you're gonna have to bring my grandson in, paint a mustache. He, he just a had a birthday, over. didn't he? Yeah, he just turned ten years old, bro. Awesome. Yeah. So now, explain to me. We're going back to your pick on Mexican food. Yeah. Now, those types of uh, burritos and tacos that you got, 
Now, did you put everything in them? Onion, guacamole, chunks of avocado. Um, I always had grilled onions. I never wanted raw onions. If they came in the, you know, in the like pico de gallo or whatever, fine. But if it was just, you know how they get a bunch of, of raw onion, they throw it in your burrito? No, I said, you know, grill my onions. And if you can't grill them, I don't want any raw onions in my in my food. Yeah. Um, I, I, went, I went both ways, but I too, just like you, preferred the grilled. It just gave it so much of a better texture and a taste. You know what I mean? Yeah. It wasn't like uh, it wasn't like chewing corn. No, because when you get raw onion, sometimes you're just like, Jesus, I can't even chew this thing with one side of my mouth or both yeah, sides of my mouth. No, I, I just wasted a whole <laughs> uh, a whole meal getting these rotten pieces of onion. You know, and and, and <laughs> speaking about burritos and tacos, let's go. Let's jump over to fast food places that serve them. One of those places was, of course. You know, we're talking fast food, all right? We're not talking authentic. Uh, Taco Bell. Now, this is, and right. I should leave this for the Changries, but my biggest pet peeve today is those, those burritos, those supposed burrito supremes that Taco Bell has are not burrito yeah. supremes. They're about no. the size of my middle finger. Yeah. You know, yeah. and yeah. they're not what they used to be. They used to no. be huge burritos. Yes, exactly, bro. I w- What's going on with, you bring up? with places nowadays? You know, it's like when you go to the store, bro, or you go to Panduria uh, and you want to go get tortillas, homemade tortillas. Yeah. You're never going to get a good, wholesome, good-sized tortilla like you would with your abuelita, which in uh, uh, other terms that people don't understand, your grandma, yeah. your, your, your nana, you know. But uh, tortilla sizes, if you notice, have changed, bro. You have the big size, which they call yeah. burrito size. Yeah. Then you have the smaller ones where they're like, oh, this is soft taco size. Soft yeah. taco size. No, don't say that. Just put smaller <laughs> flour tortillas. Okay? Because yeah. the whole thing is like when I order a taco, bro, I want it on a corn tortilla. I just don't yeah. want it fried up. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I, not grilled. Up. I, I don't want it toasty. I like yeah. mine just warm. Throw it on the comal. Oh, for our Caucasians, the comal is the oven or the black hot pan, yeah. and you just warm them up, and then you throw your fixings on them. June, I'm down with that. Taco Bell, bro. Del Taco. These names I find offensive, and the food <laughs> just as offensive. But these are, but now these places were happening back then, <laughs> you know, because it was yeah. a place where you as, let's say you didn't have much cash on you. You could always get something good back then. Now True. today, yes, we have all these 99-cent menus and things like that, but the food... First of all, the size isn't the same, the the flavor isn't the same, and things like that. Now, check this out. I'm going to get away from the Mexican restaurant really quick. Mm-hmm. There was always one place that you can spend a buck fifty and get full for the day. And I'll tell you, this place started with a dollar fifty, and today, 2020, still for a dollar fifty, you can get a hot dog and a drink. That place in the 80s was called Price Club. Ah, then it changed you're right, you're right. to Price Costco which eventually turned into Costco. Costco. They were exactly the same, $1.50 for a, for a 20-ounce dog mm-hmm. and and the big Coke. Now they changed the sizes on us. You remember? Yes, now, yes. now Costco, you go there, you get a something that you need to get up seven times to, to get refills. But we're paying 80s prices. But the, the dog way. is just as big and just as juicy. Yes, it is. You know? Speaking of... Now, speaking of dogs... Uh, I will always favor the Dodger dog, and that, that that's 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 stepping away from the show back to the '80s. But 
a Dodger dog. They even sell them in markets. You can't you can't beat a Dodger dog. Now I've if I've not I mean, had a stadium dog outside of a stadium like a Dodger dog because I know they sell these. Right. Funny thing, you know where the best hot dog I ever had when I was a kid in, in the eighties? The best where? hot dog I've ever had back then. I don't know if it was because of the taste of the hot dog or if it was just because it was an arcade on the basement floor of Los Alamitos racetrack. But oh, the, yeah, the racetrack. Los Alamitos to, racetrack used to have incredible tasting hot dogs. I used to go with my dad to the racetrack a lot as a kid. You know, that's, that's, that's for another show. My old man gave me an education you wouldn't believe. I should be a mobster with the kind of background that I was subjected to <laughs> going with my old man. Yeah. And I used to go to bookie clubs with him, bro. Bookie oh, joints. Nice. You know, my old man was, my old man was a doorman at a bookie joint part time. You know what I mean? Make a couple of extra bucks. But my old man used to like to play the ponies and, you know, sometimes you bet on a team. Something you got to bet on a fight. He's got to go down. But yeah. uh, I always thought some of the racetracks had the best meal deals. You can get a Coke, a large Coke. Yes. You can get a bag of chips and you can get a huge hot dog. Yep. For like a dollar fifteen back that's, in, and that's I, right. I went to Hollywood Park. I went to Santa Anita. Yeah, uh, me too. Dude, I went to Los Alamitos. Los Alamitos, dude. I mean, it, I'm sure your dad and my dad are in heaven, going, "Hey, who'd you take at Santa Anita <laughs> that one year, 1979? <laughs> huh, secretary, son of a." <laughs> But my old man would be talking in that East Los accent. Your dad would probably be talking in Italian. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. You know, hey, Fernando, what do you think about this? Hey, I don't know, Holmes. I don't know. That's who blew it. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, guys, I want to remind you to go to our Facebook page, comment, give us a like, subscribe to our podcast. It helps us out. And also, we have a special guest coming up, and he is going to be talking to us about everything tacos, especially since uh, he's been eating tacos since the 80s. Bryce Myrtle is here with us from uh, the Facebook group, Show Us Your Taco. So stick around. I want you to stick around for that. Now, you know, we're talking about hot dogs. There was one other place that we used to love to eat hot dogs, and this place definitely changed. The flavor changed so radical, it's just not the same at all. And that is Wiener Schnitzel. You remember them? Yeah, well, remember we used to. It was called Der Wiener Schnitzel before yes. when we were growing up and back in the eighties. And it seems like it's great that you you brought that up because remember, bro, those tasted so beefy. You yes. could just taste the beef in them, bro. And it seemed like they marinated them during the process because they had kind of like a a beefy, but yet a kind of tasty spicy taste to them. If you if you're following me. And yep. then they were just so juicy. Yeah. Now the wieners there don't really have that same taste, and you can tell they've just been sitting in a hot pool, boiling to get cooked. Just yeah, and, and especially if you get their their big old combos like uh, ten tacos. I mean, sorry, ten yeah. hot dogs for yeah. like five bucks. Those are the worst. You have to actually get their gourmet hot dogs, which are yes. like four or five bucks, for them to taste what the cheaper dogs used to taste yeah. like in the eighties. Another place. That another couple places that we used to hang around a lot in the eighties were places like Tasty Freeze, Foster's Freeze. Do you remember mm-hmm. there were two different places for tacos called Pop in Taco, P O P, and there was also Pup, P U P, Pop in Taco, right, right? And the Pop ever so infamous or famous 
Noggles. Noggles, yes. Now, Noggles, Noggles to me, okay, was one of the first places that you can get a hot dog, a hamburger, a bean and cheese burrito. Uh, yeah. But uh, you can get a taco, but it had hamburger meat. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Well, they're Americanized. The, yeah. <laughs> the, the first time I went in there, I saw the menu, bro. Oh, the way you said it, and it I, was hilarious. Plus, I'm looking at you. Nobody can nobody can look upon the chain like I can right now. So. But then again, you know what? When I went in there, I was lit. I was tore apart. I was tore up from the floor up. I was inebriated. Were you sad? Yes. <laughs> I was a very bad boy, but I went in there because I had to eat, right? Because you don't want to go home to mama. No, I hear you get the munchies a lot with that. That was before I was the Chang. I was becoming the Chang in this era. And I went in there, and I checked out the menu. And it was like, well, I'm kind of ripped up. I really don't want a hamburger. I'll go with something Mexican. So I ordered I ordered both. Yeah. Okay, now I chowed that burrito <laughs> and it was like, wow, this tastes just like those little cookies I used to eat when I was an altar boy. Just flat, no flavor. So then I thought, okay, I'm gonna eat this taco. <laughs> and when I opened it up and I saw hamburger meat, I was like I was like, Whoa, wait a minute. Hey, this isn't hey, this is not carnitas, this is not carne asada. <laughs> What's that? I'll never forget that guy told me that. What's that? <laughs> and I don't want to. I don't, don't want to offend anybody. I never went back to Noggles. Noggles to me became nada. <laughs> Noggles is usually the kind of place you'll find on the beach. You know, people that go to the beach, yeah. bro, and eat some Noggles, yeah, and bean yeah. and cheese burritos. Yeah, dude. Those who are yeah. so gnarly. No. So the the point. Is- Karen, do me a favor. Grab me a soda pop and a couple of those tacos. Um baked out here dude i caught a 10 footer a sweet what uh, all right ladies and gentlemen this is the part of the show where we like to talk about what made us angry back in the 80s and in honor of the most famous or infamous chang <laughs> we have we have dubbed them changries <laughs> like that I infamous am, i'm famous in my own mind <laughs> Oh, in your own mind. So, in honor of Chang, we've called them Changries. So, Chang, what made you Changri back in the 80s? Well, if you didn't know by now, Noggles is the first <laughs> thing to make me Changri back in the 80s. You know what got you me know? Changri back in the 80s? What's that? The size of Taco Bell tacos. Oh, yes. You know what got me changry in the 80s? What? Remember when you could get a crinkle-cut French fry, but it came with no salt? Yes! <laughs> you know what got me changry back in the 80s? What's that? Going to Carl's Jr., asking for a burger, and it coming with just the meat, the bun, and no dressing whatsoever. Oh, yes. Dry burgers. That's what I used to call mm. I didn't order a dry burger. I ordered a hamburger. <laughs> what the hell is that? You know what got me changry in the 80s? Yeah. Stale french fries. You ever have a stale oh, french fry? I hated it. Yes. The worst. You know what got me changry back in the 80s? What's that? When they used the same french fries from yesterday. <laughs> and you got them overcooked this time so they were brown. <laughs> and you knew they were from the other day. And they were stiff. Ugh. That got me changry. You know what got me changry in the 80s? Taco Bell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've always loved Taco Bell. But you know what got me changry back in the 80s? 
What's up? Asking for a taco with meat and getting a ground beef taco. Yes. (laughs) You know what got me angry in the 80s? Yeah. When people weren't Mexican and they ordered Mexican food. (laughs) Can I get a couple of quesadillas? Get a couple of tacos? Maybe a taquito? And that, ladies and gentlemen, are today's changries. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, Bryce Myrtle of Show Us Your Taco. You're listening to Back to the 80s. Ladies and gentlemen, here it is. The most listened to radio show on the planet. Even the other stations are tuned in too. Back, back to the 80s. As promised, we have a very special guest with us from Show Us Your Taco. Show us your taco on Facebook. One, My friend Bryce, this is probably one of the greatest groups I have been a part of because especially when it's late at night and I'm hungry and I look at all these pictures on there, it's not a good thing because it makes me go right for the fridge. But, oh, my gosh, I, we got Bryce Myrtle from Show Us Your Taco from the Facebook group. Thanks for being on uh, Back to the 80s. Oh, thanks for having me, man. I mean, when- the 80s, I think of Elton John. I thought I'd rock the little, you know, the captain's hat. And then, of course, you always think of feather boas and the, the Elton John glasses again. But, you know, in all honesty, I do wear these things a lot. These are normal props. We do a lot of fun videos. But, hey, love love being here, my man. Thank you for inviting me. It's a pleasure to have you because you are you are the head taco. <laughs> it's We have fun. We certainly have a good time. So listen, I've been reading a little bit on your webpage, and for those of you who, who would like to find Bryce and his webpage, it's uh, showusyourtaco.com, and reading the site, I went ahead and started looking at the pictures. You have a, a wonderful gallery there. You've got some merchandise there, but let's get straight to the questions, okay, because I know a lot of people want to hear your story. So go ahead and tell us a little bit about how you got this site started, what impulsed you to go ahead and start everything yeah you know what honestly um i grew up in southern california huntington beach uh, i was born in 69 i'm 50 years old right now i uh, graduated from huntington beach high school i spent some time in the navy i started working in the restaurant business when i was 13 years old you could do that back then my neighbor owned all the places down at the beach i used to work at you know all of them up and down the coast you know from warner to the pier I, you know, I spent some time in the restaurant business in San Francisco and Hawaii, working on a couple different islands in Hawaii. I ended up coming back in 99. My brother and his wife were um, pregnant and starting to have kids and I wanted to be an uncle. So I came back, you know, straight back to the restaurant business. Um, I worked in the restaurant business most of my life. I dabbled in construction a little bit, but I, I got about 30 years under my belt in the restaurant business in Every aspect, you know, from washing dishes to working the flat top and, you know, waiting tables, slinging. I, most of my work, you know, the majority of it was behind the bar. That's where I did, you know, most of my time was behind the plank. But, um, you know, I did it all. And I worked in, you know, some of the most amazing places within their county um, to some of the gnarliest kind of divey, dirty you know, rock and roll kind of places. I've done it all, man. And, uh, you know, that's my life. It's my passion. I'm a foodie. 
my parents, I think, made me a foodie. My dad had a little sandwich shop when I was a kid that he opened up in the late 70s. So I grew up in a, in a restaurant kitchen, and I felt empowered when I was in there. I thought I was the man. I'll never forget that feeling when I was a little kid. I was like, dude, my dad owns this place. I can have whatever I want. If I want a root beer float or if I want the whatever. And uh, it was so amazing. And seeing the brotherhood in the kitchen because, you know, your restaurant family is exactly that. You know, a lot of people spend more time with their restaurant family than they do their actual blood and marriage family. And I can believe it. Yeah. And it's uh, it's amazing how close you can get to a stranger in, you know, working with them for a week or two weeks. Um, you get connected pretty quickly and it's easy to become not just friends, but to become family. And, you know, it's funny for me and I can walk into a restaurant anywhere in the world. I don't care if it's a Mexican place, a Thai place, an Indian place, but when I walk in, I feel like I'm with my family. I just have so much love for the business and the people that make it all happen. I feel like we're all kind of connected. So let me ask you this. What created the affinity for the, or the love of tacos in you? How, how did you get to this place where you are now? <laughs> well, I, you know, I've loved tacos all my life. You know, I grew up in uh, Orange County. You know, we're an hour, a little over an hour from the Mexican border. I just grew up around Mexican food, and I love it all. I mean, I don't want people to think that I'm just a taco guy. I mean, enchiladas, chili rellenos, burritos. I, I don't, you know, I don't neglect. I mean, you don't get to be my size by being picky. I love it all. But my favorite in the Mexican, you know, food family are the tacos. I love tacos. And, you know, it's funny because the true, we got some taco snobs in our group. And I know they don't like my tacos. You know, they like some of them. You know, my favorite taco is a, it's a California taco. It's a crispy shell, any kind of a shredded beef. I like, it. I prefer the beef family, whether it's a braised short rib or some kind of a roast or, or whatever, carne asada, whatever. Some cheese, some lettuce, a nice taco sauce. But that's not a traditional, you know, they're like, wait, it's got to be a soft corn with cilantro and onion and that's it. No cheese, no lettuce, but you know what I say? There's an ass for every saddle, and let me ride my horse the way I want to ride my horse. Yeah, this is like th 31 flavors, man. Tacos galore. So being that this is back to the 80s, uh, let's go back to that era. And being from Southern California, you know, we're both from Southern California, but you've been from Orange County most of your life. I've been L.A. County most of my life. Uh, what are the, some of the taco places that you went when you were – let's say, a teen, when you were in high school, those places where you used to hang out with your friends, you can still recall today that was just life-changing for you. Yeah. Well, I don't know if that it was life-changing as so much as it, it was just life. Um, there's a place on the corner still today of Springdale and Edinger in Huntington Beach called Mario's. And, you know, my family lived off of Graham and Warner, not far from there. And at that time that was the place to go. That was like our closest Mexican place. And the food was killer. Um, in the early 80s, I want to say, ooh, 81, 82 maybe. It could have been 83. It was a place that opened up on the uh, north 
east corner of Warner and Bolsa Chica called Cantamar. There was a Kentucky Fried Chicken there back then. There was a donut shop at the very front towards Warner. And it was a little strip center kind of deal. And there was a place called Cantamar. There was an arcade back there when we were kids. The food was good. Their carnitas was amazing. But I just remember it was a little bit more expensive. But, you know, it was close. That was the benefit. But, you know, we went to Mario's. Mario's was our spot. We have a lot of people that listen to us that are from the Philippines, uh, people that are from Canada, and people uh, even from England that don't have too many taco places. You know, they have some, but not too many taco places. Uh, in your words, what does the quintessential taco mean to you? Like, what? Is it is it the simple taco, just the meat and the tortilla? How should the the simplest taco, in your point of view, be? Well, you know that is a tough question to answer for so many people. But you know, I kind of see a for me. And of course, this is me personally. I don't speak for you know Webster's Dictionary or whatever. But you right, know, right. for me, a Southern California taco or a I'll say Northern Mexican taco, you know, which is what I grew up eating, you know, in the eighties and early nineties and stuff was a corn tortilla with a protein, whether it be chicken, pork or beef, it doesn't matter any kind of a protein, you know, back then it was just cilantro and onion. And that's, I consider that a taco, but now we have an addendum to this little philosophy of mine. And yeah. where I piss people off is why can't a crispy corn tortilla with any kind of protein cooked any way you like be stuffed yeah. in there with some lettuce and some cheese and some you know sauce and sour cream or creme or whatever why can't that also be a taco so oh it absolutely can for me personally i still consider that a taco but now we start talking lettuce wraps not a taco not a taco. It's Good. We're on board. A lettuce wrap. Yes. If it's not now, if you put it in a flour tortilla, I, I, I'm okay calling it a taco. Yeah. I don't yeah. think of that as a traditional taco from where I come from, but I have yeah. no problem considering it a taco. Nice. You know, I, I've been to, I've been all over Mexico, pretty much every single state in, in the Mexican Union. It's been a while now, but... I've had I've had the fortune to eat tacos in every state in Mexico. And I can tell you that obviously northern northern Mexico which is the closest to the border of of course uh they get you know that's where you get the hard shell tacos, you get the fried the fried tortilla, the fried corn tortilla tacos. Uh they even make some tacos with potato, you know, just plain potato and some salsa. You know, a lot of people like those. Oh yeah, yeah, I know people that like them. Yeah. yeah, and that's and and usually closer to Arizona, you get that that crispy taco. If you come here to uh, San Diego, the border, which is uh, Tijuana, then you get you get everything, everything, including the the wonderful Ensenada tacos, fish tacos that you get over there, man. Do the Texans like them crispy, or do they like soft? They, you know what, they like them both, but they tend to like a lot of the crispy stuff. Okay. And 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 then they I noticed that a lot of people when I, I spent like four months in Texas and as long as it's big food, just bring it bring it on. <laughs> but let me ask you this. How long have you had your page for? Be, because of this following question that I have for you. What is the weirdest 
taco you've ever seen or heard of on your page? Oh, someone did. I mean, I don't know that it was that weird. It just looked not so appetizing. It was a some kind of a spam thing. Um, <laughs> okay. It was okay. Like spam. If I remember, it was like spam wrapped with like the bologna was supposed to be like the tortilla Oof. and some kind of government cheese. It was just honestly, I don't think somebody actually ate it. I think yeah. that they saw that somewhere on the internet. It's just it. to be creative or something, or to you know make people laugh, which it was yeah. kind of funny, but it was. You know, it makes you think. Uh, what made you uh, come up with a page? I know you just mentioned you started back in September. What is it that drove you to start the page? Just just the simple fact that you love tacos. Well, it's, it's you know it was last September. Um, you know, I'd been out of work for a little while on disability. My back is is broken in a, in two places, and you know you get bored. I you know my mobility isn't that great, and I'm you know I I still love to eat. You know. Uh, I've been in love with tacos and Mexican food my whole life. And I thought, you know what? I want to start a little group. You know, I live in a pretty good place for tacos, but I'm sure there's a lot of other places close to me that I don't even know about. So, you know, let's hope some of my friends chime in and they invite some of their friends, you know, and they'll chime in. And I mean, it's crazy. It's really turned into this awesome network of taco places. And it's exactly what I wanted it to be. I want, anyone to be able to say hey i'm going on vacation here i'm going and i might want a taco and you know and it's so cool it's so cool so all of a sudden people start saying hey you gotta make hats you gotta do t-shirt so i thought oh okay well maybe yeah so well let's do some and you know <laughs> i decided to take some iconic 80s images for me you know being the converse you know the chuck taylor logo the same the Santa Cruz, the same no no the Santa Cruz skateboard logo, and then the taco the taco head is the sex wax, you know, the surfing sex wax logo, and um, I just I that's because that's the eighties for me. That reminds right. me of my childhood and the best years of my life. I mean, dude, the eighties music, come on, are you kidding me? <laughs> this is back to the eighties. When we come back, more taco love. Brought to you by the head taco himself. You're listening to Back to the 80s. Back, back to the 80s. Let me explain something to you. I am a vintage, mass-marketed children's toy from the 80s. We're back, back to the 80s. This is Toscano with you. We've got the head taco himself of Show Us Your Taco. You know, uh, Bryce, before the break, we were talking about, uh, you know, the different kinds of uh, places we've eaten, the, the the love for tacos. But now let me ask you this. The best tasting taco you have ever had. Have you had it yet? And where? I would like to think, I, I hope I haven't had it yet. I mean, oh, that's, nobody's ever asked me that question. And it's funny I was thinking about it one time and I I don't know and I would hate to think I've had the best taco I've ever had I would like to think I'm gonna eat something that's I'm just gonna go are you freaking kidding me right now and it's gonna yeah. blow my mind you know you know one of the things when you talk to like a Mexican person in in Mexico everybody in their own state believes they have the best tacos right 
And and that's and that's great. Everybody good. has that, right? That and they they should they yeah they should be Pride. proud yeah. to 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 say that. And you do that. That's great. But oh, when you're on the outside and then you try them, then you can kind of judge. But every taste bud is different, and that's cool. But let me tell you a quick experience I've had because I've tasted them in most states in in Mexico. Uh, I worked two years ago. I had to be in New York for a few months. And um, I was a little scared because I didn't know where to go, where to eat. It was my first time in New York. And I said, I, you know, I want some tacos. And one of my coworkers over there said, uh, you know what? There's a great place. It's called the Chelsea Market. It's basically oh, a, a mall. That. Yeah, it's, a big, yeah, it's basically a mall. But in, the Food Network is above that, isn't it? Yes. 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 So it's basically a mall, but instead of. Clothing stores, it's just food stores. That's all. So it's like a ginormous food court, right? So in there, there's a taco place. And I said, okay. So I went there and I found out these people came from Tijuana and they set up shop there. Okay. The line to get in was, uh, to get into the taco part of the of Chelsea Market uh, was about 45 minutes long. Wow. The line itself. Yeah, it was like being at Disneyland. So anyway, I was hungry. I was far from my hotel, and I said, yeah, "I'm already here. Might as well eat eat the tacos." Yeah. Uh, it at the that point, you know, three seventy five per taco was a little high for me. Sure. And I said, "Well, you know what? I'll, I'm going to taste it just for the fun of it. I'll get some pizza after this if I don't like it." And oh well. So I got me three tacos and an ice cold Coke that's in a bottle from Mexico, yeah. right? <laughs> And I noticed, and I asked for my my favorite taco. By the way, my favorite taco is Al Pastor. Oh. Right, I love Al Pastor tacos. So I asked for two Al Pastor, one carne asada. And when they brought them, they brought you know, the Al Pastor had actually a little slice of pineapple in the middle. Gotta have the pineapple. You gotta have gotta it. Have and the yeah, one thing that they correct, and one thing that they did that they don't do here in Southern California, unless you're at Tacos 1986 in L.A. Oh. One thing that they, they did. Whoa, 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 is, whoa! Let me write this down. I'll, I'll tell you. I'll tell you what that is. I'll, oh yeah, I'm gonna fill you in on this oh, restaurant. Yeah. But this place over there in New York, uh, and they added fresh guacamole. I mean, fresh guacamole. Ooh. All right, just like they did in Tijuana, brother. I not gotta tell you, Bryce. And a guacamole. No, not yes, not a guacamole salsa. This was literally fresh avocados Ooh. crushed okay. with a fresh red onion. Okay. And oh my pickled, god! So, pickled onion. What? Yes. So when oh. I took a bite into this, granted, I've, I'm thinking, you know, I'm not, exp I'm not going there with any expectation because I nobody told me it was this good. Yeah. I took a bite into this, and it was literally, I can tell a Mexican person to their face, in my opinion, for my taste buds, yeah, for me, for Mario, yeah, best taco I have ever had in the United States. Wow. Hands down, hands down. Wow. Uh, however, however, until Tacos 1986 in downtown LA. Wow. And for those of you who don't know and you wish to find out a little bit more about Tacos 1986, uh, you can pay a visit, you know, when you can. Uh, I do know that they are taking orders. They're at 609 South Spring Street. And uh, they got a couple of other locations, but these are two guys from Tijuana that came down here, young guys. These are 80s guys, and they started a taco place. And once again, 
These tacos will floor you. Wonderful. Uh, but the quality of the meat that I had in New York just blew me away. It was like I was having a ribeye carne asada taco. Bryce, I'm going to mention to you three different tacos. And I want you okay. to choose which taco you would go for. Now, these tacos aren't your normal tacos, but they are definitely real tacos that are being served. And one of them, we talked about New York. One of them is being served at a taco place called Cosme. Cosme, C-O-S-M-E in New York. And so the first... Are you are you telling me this is an actual real thing on a real menu and a real restaurant? Oh, it's a real thing. So I'm going to have okay. you choose which okay. one. So one day when you're at this place and you go, oh, I heard about this place. I'm going to try that taco. All right. So taco number one brought to you by New York at Cosme is a duck carnitas taco. Duck carnitas taco. Yeah. They have their stuffed corn tortillas with tangy duck carnitas. Oh. oh. Some kind of a lettuce dressing on top with red onions, some tomatoes. It looks pretty good. Not Taco number two would be the fried avocado taco at a place called Bracero Cocina in San Diego, believe it or not. They say that it has its origins with Chef Javier Placencia from Baja, California. And uh, Javier Placencia? Yep. And he says their specialty, of course, is the restaurant's beef cheek taco. Beef cheek taco. But wait, wait. But I'm not getting the beef cheek. You're not getting the beef cheek. You're getting the fried avocado taco. With a crispy panko crust? That is correct. And it comes with, no, no, no. It comes with refried beans, pico de gallo, lettuce, and shredded cheese with a fiery poblano salsa. Oh, I like the sound of that. Okay. And last but not least, so remember, the first one was a duck taco. Then you get Uh, an avocado taco. And here we go from tacos at Coyo Taco in Miami, Florida. You get the pulpo taco. And pulpo, for those of you who don't know, is octopus. And it's made to order. The octopus stands out featuring charred octopus, pickled cucumbers, in a bright salsa veracruzana studded with olives and capers. Oh, my God. How's that sound? That's my pick right there. You know what? I got to say. Yes. Okay. Sell that one the way you did. You didn't like set me up for the other one. Like, oh, yeah, it's just this and that. (laughs) But when you you describe the purple, even with your little accent, you're like, oh, yep. Yep. That's right. (laughs) 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 I wanted wanted to see what you think. I went from boring to medium to full out, (laughs) you know, imagination explosion there. But, you know, it's funny because I've worked in restaurants that served octopus. And I worked with this French chef that was amazing. I love this guy. And he simmered in a bath of broth with red wine. And there must have been at least a dozen wine corks, normal corks. It would simmer for hours. And then for service... He would, you know, olive oil, brush it with like a garlic, you know, lemon olive oil, and then sear it on yeah, a nice yeah. grill. And I'll tell you what, man, if that pupil is cooked proper, oh, bro. Bro, <laughs> God, put it in a dirty diaper, yeah, man. Yeah. I'll tell you, that stuff is good. 
Oh, man. So you talked to us a little bit about your plans. You've talked to us about what the Facebook group is all about. And uh, how can people find you personally if they say, you know what, I want to I want to recommend him a place uh, in my state. So when he comes by, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll treat him to some tacos. Where can they find you and, and how can they send you an email? You know, first of all, I don't expect no freebies. And uh, I promise you. If I roll into anyone's town and we hook up, it's going to be fun. Um, but, you know, through the group, our group on Facebook is really where this thing started. You know, it's funny. Everybody says how Instagram is this, Instagram's. I mean, I'm 50 years old, man. I'm in the grandpa group from all these uh, social media, you know, the way they think or whatever. Dude, I don't know. It started because I just wanted to know where their good taco places were. And it turned into this, you know, um, we have a little bit of a following on Instagram. It's the same name, Shoshi Taco, but really most of the detective work is through Facebook on the group. Show us your talk, um, you know, and now that things will, at least in California, things shut down again, unless you have a patio, you know, you can't serve. Um, so things are limited right now. Um, we were starting to see a little spike, all the, I mean, during the COVID, it was all home cooked tacos, which was awesome, you know, because things are different throughout the country. If you pay attention to what people are posting, you know, it's, it's just different from coast to coast. And I love to see the difference. You got to show Bryce Myrtle your love by going over to his show us your taco Facebook page and his group become part of the group. Start sharing pictures, start creating new relationships, because you know what? We live in a time where all we got is each other and we got to look out after each other. And, uh, you know, what better way to do that than to shine some smiles on your faces by bringing us closer together? And if tacos are the way, hey, man, what tastier way can there be than, than doing it that way? So go head on over to his webpage as well. Show us your and take a look at the gallery. Take a look at some of his stuff that he's got there. Also, he's got plenty of merchandise. And you know what? Those hats look killer. And I love wearing hats. So thanks so much, man. It's been a blast. And uh, I hope, you know what? When we do this show uh, in the following weeks, maybe if there's a subject that uh, you want to join us with, I would love to have you back on. Oh, oh we can go Madness, Echo and the Bunny Man, The Cure, Blondie. That sounds the like KROQ Togo. Talk to Me. KROQ from the Come 80s. Come on, bro. The Vandals. I mean, bro. I mean, God, 80s music. And, of course, I think of my parents. They're, you know, my parents are the one. I grew up on their music. It's That's my music also. So, On that note, we're going to take a quick break. We come back. There's more of Back to the 80s. You're listening to Back to the 80s. Hey, ho, everybody. Welcome back to Back to the 80s. This is Chang of the infamous dynamic duo Toscano and Chang. And we just uh, had a real great uh, little interview on uh, some tacos. So remember out there, hit us on Facebook and show us your favorite taco. Please do. And if, feel free to even write your ingredient if you want. I doubt either one of us will read it. <laughs> I'm just playing. We will. But uh, but if you make it, we'll take and it. And if you want, please, please make your own taco and send them to us. We love to eat tacos, both yeah. of us. We'll we'll podcast for tacos here. Yes, and not on and, and not just Taco Tuesday. 
Monday, no. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and, Sunday. Any day of the week. Any day of the week is good for a taco. I am Toscano from the most famous Toscano and Chang radio show here on Back to the 80s. I want to thank you guys for being with us, for sharing a lot of your valuable time with us. I want to remind you to stay safe, protect yourself, protect your family, and join us here next Friday where we can share some smiles, some laughs, share the memories of what life used to be like in the 80s. See you next Friday. And uh, Chang saying uh, to all of you, you guys have a good week. Make it a good one. Remember to keep humor in your daily life because everybody needs a good laugh. Get each other's back. We are all we have. We are one race, the human race. Do something good for somebody out there that can't do for themselves. So uh, on behalf of myself, you have a great weekend. And when you hear the, the bell jingle, then it's time to get over there and write a letter to Chris Kringle and tell him you've been a good boy or a good girl. Adios. Arrivederci. Arratovatos. Orale vatos. See you all later.